Jesse, they you're rubbish. And a big ginger sausage. And nobody listens to you because Brit is awesome. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Episode 661 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, who is joined today by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly Brittany Page, everybody. I'm in a I'm in a different place today, which is good. Me too. And got my mojo back. <laughs> you know, one thing that we talked about is how I've actually kind of been prepared my whole life for this moment. <laughs> And I'm looking around to other people who are now washing their hands very regularly, sanitizing doorknobs and commonly used objects, not touching handrails on stairs. And I'm thinking to myself, thanks, mom. What? (laughs) Hashtag raised by wolves. Uh, But thank you for for creating the the. Neuroses in me. Yeah. Well, mild, mild neuros, n- neuroses. Neuro- oh, so it's plural. Well, with you, yes, it's plural. Okay. Sure. We'll go with that. But yes, for those who have recently started listening to the show, you may not know that, well, one, I was raised by wolves, but two, I was raised by terrible racist wolves. So I was raised by my, my mother primarily, and she was. I don't know that she was ever diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, but she certainly had tendencies. Exhibited traits. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there were periods where she would mop three times a day, vacuum three times a day, needed to see the carpet lines in the carpet before she could really relax. Carpet lines? Yeah, you vacuum in a way that you leave like certain strokes in the carpet, I guess, that are visible. Yeah, like like when you're staging a house for sale. Yes. You like to have the old uh, vacuum. Exactly. Like when you mow a lawn and you've got the... Exactly. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, carpet lines is what we always called them. I don't know if that's the official terminology. Apparently it's not because you don't know what that is. But in addition to that, we had... I'm some- a fucking dumb guy though, so who knows? We had something called crumb control in our house, which <laughs> was us kids literally getting on our knees and our hands to pick up crumbs with our hands because you can't trust a cloth or vacuum to get everything. So, wow. But, but that is a fundamental distrust of technology, I think. <laughs> but we weren't allowed to touch railings and things like that. I mean, we were it was ingrained in us from a very young age to be mindful of touching our face after we've touched objects. So, everyone's complaining, "Oh, it's hard not to touch my face." I find that pretty easy cuz it's just something I've I'm used to doing. You know, um it, it it's the the opposite for me. I'm realizing just now that 
I may as well have had my fucking hand surgically attached to my goddamn face <laughs> as much as I, I really need to touch it all the time. I've actually noticed this about you, too, because we'll be sitting in the car because now you're not touching your face with your hands, right? You're using like your sweatshirt to kind of rub your forehead. Yeah, or, or what I just started doing was I'll unzip my hoodie because yeah. I'm fucking... Flip-flops and hoodie guy, like, all the time. That's what uh-huh. I wear. Styling. I'm like, di- I, I zip I dial it back. I, <laughs> I zip it down a little bit, and then I use the inside, right. which hasn't been exposed to the elements, yeah. to rub my fucking face off. <laughs> and I've noticed you doing that quite often, yeah. so I think you are someone who touches your face pretty often. I got often. an itchy fucking mug, lady. Apparently an you do. An itchy, itchy mug. Apparently you do. You know, I did notice... I was in a men's warehouse television commercial uh-huh. years ago. Yeah. And it's the only time I've ever worn makeup uh-huh. for the shoot. Yeah. And I really commiserated with the ladies who wear makeup or anybody who wears makeup, I guess, for that matter. Yeah. Because you can't just gouge at your skin and scratch your fucking face. Right. You have to like blot at it. Otherwise, you're going to leave like a fingernail mark in the makeup on your mug. Exactly. Yeah, so anyway. It's exhausting. I'm, all kinds of shit you guys have to put up with that I don't uh I don't identify with. Yeah. Because pre-pandemic, when Jesse's face needed touched, <laughs> his fucking fingers were all over it. Yeah, I love how you're talking about yourself in the third person. Sensuously massaging my own my own fucking face. This is why I mean, I used to and I think about this all the time. When I was like 16, I used to not go out of the house without makeup. Like, I used to not even walk to the mailbox without makeup at, like, 16. Like, wow. I think that someone gives a shit about what seeing me outside the house. fucking way to live. I know. It's exhausting. And I used to wear, every single day, like, three different colors of eyeshadow, eyeliner, mascara, concealer, powder, foundation. Like, all of it. Just Come a on. face full. And... Now, I sometimes just go days without showering. I mean, that's how it has just been a complete decline. Or, or In- <laughs> is it an evolution? Is it a step up to not have to fucking focus on shit that just fundamentally does not matter? Yeah, I think... So what you're saying is I'm right. Yeah, no, I think it has. It has been an evolution in recognizing how valuable my time is. Yeah. And how I don't want to spend that much time getting ready every day. Anyway, we started talking about germs, so let's get back to that. (laughs) Uh, I feel prepared for this moment is basically what the point of that was. And I've always been made fun of by people for my quote-unquote germaphobe tendencies. Not wanting to double dip or use... Uh, a fucking uh, the dip of a like a salsa at a table if somebody double dips in you're out you, uh, you're fucking you're like a dealer at a casino table you, you 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 clap your hands together show both palms and backs and you step away absolutely 100 percent. and you have Kathy. been made fun of because of that i have people people get offended in fact yeah people get offended that Bre- i Brett number one Right. Is is a guy who like that kind of eats at him. Yeah, like his feelings. He's like, get I'm hurt. fucking clean. What's the problem? Right. And it's not about that. Yeah. Right? It's not about how clean you are. It's just germ distance. <laughs> right? We- You've always been a social distancer. Yeah, and now we're starting to learn how important that tool is. It's a problem for me because I'm a fucking hugger. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna get in here and get some of the fucking goodness. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, also, and I've noticed this because we've had to go on some grocery runs in the midst of the social distancing rule, is that everyone is still up each other's asses. And yeah. I think it's a lot of it is because we kind of live in this mentality of like moving quickly, number one, mm-hmm. getting on yep. to the next thing, but also like not having people cut in front of you. And yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's the tendency that kind, kind of, of a cutthroat thing. You got to yeah. look out for yourself. Yeah. And it's have a weird you, place to be in. Have you noticed this? Because I sure as fuck have noticed this mm-hmm. because we've gone out a few times grocery shopping to yeah. make sure when one store doesn't have something, you got to go track that thing down. Right. Just for my level of levels of anxiety lately, I've had to do that. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed? Tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. I look forward to when you do, because it rarely, rarely happens. Oh yeah, it's so rare. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rare. Um, there's kind of a somber note oh, in yeah. the air. There's like a, um, I don't want to say sullen, but it's certainly quiet and um, very uh, reverent. It seems like there's, you know, something heavy. Yeah, I mean, listen, in Orange County, there isn't a lot of, like, camaraderie when you go out anyway. Like, there's not a lot of friendliness. Yeah. There's not a lot of connection that happens. But at least people are, like, acknowledging one another's humanity at times. And I feel like we're all kind of trying to avoid not just getting close to one another, but, like, avoiding eye contact. (laughs) Yeah, almost. Um, Like, that's going to exchange the virus yeah like and like you said a lot of quiet there's just like no speaking it it's a very strange environment in public spaces right now that i have certainly not encountered ever yeah so it's unlike anything i've ever seen and i wonder if it's like that everywhere i would assume it is right because we're all kind of in this same place i mean to to different degrees of course i mean we live in a highly populated area where it's very serious. Some people that maybe don't live in highly pop- populated areas may not be experiencing the same thing. I don't know. I lose I lose sight of that very thing right there, of just how populated where we live is. I mean, we right. live... I wouldn't even say we live in a city. It's not like a giant metropolitan town, but there's like 120,000 people in Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. There's fewer in Newport Beach, and right. uh, Irvine probably has 100, 150. I mean, it's... Yeah. But these are all like... You know, Boise has like a hundred, two hundred thousand, two fifty, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe two hundred fifty thousand, hmm. and there's millions within five square miles of where we are. Right? I, you know, I don't know. It's that definitely plays a role. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Anyway, uh, we got some voicemails last time on the show. We were in kind of a sullen mood. Yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> and listen, I, I want to. I was going to like, hey, listen, I'm sorry that we kind of put that on you, um, but I don't feel as remorseful about it now because we didn't get any bad feedback. We only got positive feedback through messages, and thank you so much. Lots of people reached out and said, look, this isn't for the show, but we really appreciate what you're doing. Right. Thank you very much. You lifted my spirits. You're, you're, it's, it's a fostering of community, and people are getting that, and I'm... Uh, very grateful right. for that. We we didn't receive criticism on the tone. No, not on the tone. However, we did receive criticism about a certain conversation that we had on the previous episode, starting around the 32-minute mark, if you're interested in finding it. But we always like to play dissent on the show, right? When yes. people uh, disagree with our take or disagree with things that we said. So I think it's good to start the show there. Hi. 
also just listened to your most recent podcast, and um, I, I, I like uh, listening to dissenting views and, you know, just understanding the mindset of uh, other individuals. But Brittany Page, uh, with your background and such, I would say that the way that you worded um, how uh, what seems to be, I don't know, maybe a slight disgust at how Bernie supporters aren't necessarily backing Warren or supposedly um, laying the blame for him not weaning at her feet is just the wording was a little off-putting simply because I'm a millennial. I'm actually at the top of the millennials, um, the beginning of the millennial generation. And there are a ton of us, um, my age, and even younger, like some of the bottom end of um, the millennials who are not the cultish, well, that was your words, <laughs> Jesse. I, or, or I believe that was your words. Maybe I'm misremembering. <laughs> I'm going to pause it there. Well, that was a good catch. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to pause it there because I want to address, first of all, Oh, the only specific criticisms or critique or issue that's taken are with me. Go, We have another minute and 41 seconds left here. And You mean with the word cults? Yeah, and I absolutely said cultish. Right. And I stand by that. We didn't generalize to the entire Bernie support network at all. Several times we said, look, only... Anyway, the other thing that I have a problem with and we're going to let this continue, but I want the audience in on kind of what I'm thinking as we go, is one, there's really nothing specific about with your background, Brittany Page, Mm -hmm. what you said was, but there's no, it's just like out in the ether, this nebulous thing that she can't really put her finger on. And then also, you're a millennial, Brittany Page. You're 30 years old. You're... You're solidly in this millennial camp. How it's... dare you out me and my age publicly? Wow. I'm kidding. I've talked about what my age is. Um, yeah, I don't think. And I listened to this back because when I heard this, this... you mean uh, on episode 660, we listened to the entire thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah, we yeah. went back and we listened to our discussion because we're like, okay, wait a minute, like let's revisit this. If we said something off-putting, I'll for we... sure cop to yeah, it. Yeah, we want to address it. So we went back and we listened to it, and I I didn't hear anything about millennials so i and we're not ones to criticize millennials we actually um oftentimes on the show uh, criticize people who criticize millennials right um i mean listen if millennials are responsible for the the downturn in business and the eventual closing of applebee's you gotta give them props for that i mean come on (laughs) come on man yeah so but i like how she caught herself there because she realized she was taking issue with the word cultish and then remembered that you said it. Because let me say this also. Which is good. This happens I'm all the credit. fucking time when yeah. Britney gets shit on for things that I say. That I'm the radical one on the show. I'm the reason we need a disclaimer that says, hey, listen, <laughs> Jesse says what he says. That has nothing to do with Britney Page. But I think that happens to you too, though. Sometimes things get attributed to you that I said. Yeah, but it's usually the opposite. It's bad when people attribute shit that I say to you, and I get attributed with smart, awesome shit you say. Uh, It's never good for you. It only benefits me. I don't know about that. Anytime. So anyway, I'm going to get back to the caller. I want to keep 
uh, herky-jerky and not letting her get her full thought out. But I just wanted to address that specific thing because going forward, again, if somebody can pinpoint exactly what it is she has a problem with Brittany about, I'd like to know. And also to the caller, call back in because this call gets in. It ends. It's a full three minutes and it ends up getting cut off. We would really like to know what the specifics of your of your um, critique are. But it's not a cultish mentality for most of us. Um, for some of us, sure. No different than the whole Rick and Morty cult thing. You know, I watched Rick and Morty and uh, Pickle I Rick. was never Rick. at McDonald's screaming, I want Szechuan sauce. But <laughs> I do have the guy to say was crazy. that your wording is important because it was a little off putting how you framed that Bernie supporters aren't doing this or Bernie supporters are laying blame at Elizabeth Warren's feet. I agree with a lot of things about um, uh, Elizabeth Warren's platform, and I actually donated to her for a while as well, um, and then ultimately went with Bernie. I've been back in Bernie since, you know, 2016, and I, I just happen to like his platform more. I looked into both of their platforms and, and chose a side. Um, if Elizabeth Warren had taken a nomination, then I would definitely support her as well, because at least she is aligned with the same uh, themes that a lot of us people are attempting to go for and, and a lot of things that Bernie has put on a platform that's now it's in the general cipher and people are paying attention to. Um, but to, uh, I don't know, to the, just the wording was kind of like, uh, you're not quite saying that it's only some people. It sounded kind of broad. Okay. I have a specific issue with this because I believe we Wait, is both. is that where it cut off? That's where it cut off. Oh, okay. So it we both did, but specifically you did this thing. I don't know exactly what the language is. You might have, because we just listened to it, might remember. Mm-hmm. Where we both said, look, this doesn't generalize to all Bernie supporters. Mm-hmm. I even said something about, look, uh, most. I go, well, I don't want to say most because I don't know what those metrics look like. Yeah. Several times we qualified it with, this is our experience. This is anecdotal. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, and there was one point where I said, referencing the question that I had asked about Bernie supporters, Bernie's base. And you, in the middle of me saying that, said many Right. Many. Yeah. Um, And there was one point where we read that comment. Remember from the guy who talked about Elizabeth Warren being a traitor? Yeah. A T-R-A-D-E-R traitor. Like she's a fur traitor. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I said this one comment is not representative, but it does illustrate a pattern that I've witnessed. Now, we all know that I struggle with this issue on the show, though, where I use words like always all the time. And it's it's kind of like become a verbal. You, You use the word always all the time, you just said. Yes. You just did it again. I know, for the love of God. So Often. it's a verbal. You use the term always. It's like become a verbal <laughs> crutch for me, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I try to catch myself. How how many times am I catching myself? People have heard it. I know they've heard it because you're not editing it out. Well, you so. do it in real life, yeah, too. I mean, I'm, you're really trying. It's something you're trying to get a hold of. Yeah, it's a verbal crutch for me. So I, I'm not trying to say that that's what the issue was because I feel as though. 
I mean, if I'm going out of the way to say that this one comment that I'm reading is not representative of how everybody feels, I feel like that's pretty good. But I certainly don't want to let listeners down in terms of being irrational and generalizing things to the population, because that's something that I really like about what we do on the show, right? If something's anecdotal, we call it that. Yeah. And if we don't have evidence to support something, we talk about that. So... If, I, if I'd like I, to hear, I'd like a, 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 a retry, a redo here from the caller to find out exactly what the problem was specifically. Well, and so I'm saying if if we didn't do a good enough job, right, with saying many people, and maybe, yeah. maybe she didn't like that, that we said many of the supporters, right? Because again, we don't have numbers for that. So it's tough to really qualify it. Well, I think also, it sh- I think it should. It seems to me that it would be obvious that I don't believe all Bernie supporters are cult members because... I consider myself a Bernie. I'm wearing a Veterans for Bernie t-shirt that I paid for as a in the form of a campaign contribution to Bernie. Yeah. So I'm a Bernie supporter. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not a cult member. Yeah. We also, we listened to it back, like we said. And I, during that particular segment, you talked 80% of the time. Absolutely. I mean, that's not an, a, a, a literal exact metric. Yeah. But goddamn, it's 70 to 80% of the time I'm running my sock. And so when I heard the caller kind of, there were like three different times where she kind of tried to describe what it was that she specifically had an issue with, with what I said. And it almost, she like sighed at one point and was like having difficulty describing it. And it almost seems like she just has like a feeling. Yeah. Like, like I had a a shitty attitude, right? That, and you know what? That's fair. And that's totally fair, right? And it's a fair, I don't think it's fair that that's what actually what happened, but I think it's a fair, it would be a fair thing to express. Yeah, and yeah. so that's perfectly fine too. And we always appreciate this reminder, right? We try to do our best and being even-handed. Speak for yourself. I never try to do my best. Oh, okay. I like being the lowest fucking common denominator of this show at all times. Okay, so... <laughs> But anyway, like you said, there was a specific word that she was able to give, but it was your word. It was my word, yeah. But a lot of the criticism was directed at me. Yeah. And I hear you. If I didn't do a good enough job, I I never said all supporters, but if that's what you heard because of my attitude and tone, I certainly don't want that to be the case either. So I'll do my best next time (laughs) to not have such a shitty attitude. (laughs) And we'd like to hear back from you, anonymous caller, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Oftentimes, voice memos are a little better for people because they don't feel like they're under the gun because once you start talking into into the voicemail, when you hang up, even if you fucked up, it's there. Yeah. Where a voice memo, if you fuck it up, you can just delete it and start again. Well, and listen, sometimes people call in and they <laughs> royally mess things up. And then they call again and they say, please don't use that. And we never would. We always abide by what people yeah. tell us. We're not going to shame you and laugh at you. So if you feel uncomfortable with that, just know that that's an option. Fuck right? Yeah. But also know that if you do call that Google voice number, 657-464-7609, that you will be cut off at three minutes. Google will do it, not Google, us. Yes, Google does that. So Google's a dirty, be, dirty prick. Just be mindful of your time that you're talking. That's prick shit, bro. That's prick shit. All right, shit. so the other thing that happened, the other thing that happened uh, <laughs> on the show, this major thing happened where we said, hey, call in and let us know how you're doing. And several people did call in. 
and 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 we're so pleased that um because this is taking action to talk about the problems that we're having to talk about the triumphs that we're having to get it out there to lean on one another and that's really especially in times like this what we want this show to be so let's start with a few phone calls that deal with that Hey guys, it's Carissa. Carissa. Um, I was just listening to episode 660 and you wanted people to call in and say how they're feeling. Um, I have some mixed emotions. I suffer from depression and anxiety as it is, so I'm trying to hold that at bay. Thankfully, I'm still working. Uh, my company kind of found a loophole that we we're staying open. We're not serving the public. We're like an online retailer. Um, and a lot of people are calling out, and the company's being really good about that. And they said if they do have to close, they're going to pay us at least two weeks, which is great. Um, but the thing is, is like, so where do my paychecks come after the two weeks if we're closed longer? And um, I wouldn't even be able to, to enjoy those those that time off because um, I feel like my anxiety would just get better of me, and I would just be panicking, like, where is my next check coming from? Because we all know unemployment does not really replace your paycheck. And um, So right now, what I'm doing is I'm being thankful that right now life for me is still normal, per se. Um, I'm in Pennsylvania. We don't have a shelter-in-place order yet. Um, we're probably getting there soon. But, you know, I'm still able to get up, go to work, kind of have a purpose. Uh, so that's what I'm doing right now, but I'm, I'm very, very fearful of when, um, if my work does shut down and things change, like how long are we going to be like this? How long are the grocery stores going to be out of stuff? It is really like this loss of control that, that's frightening me. And like I said, I'm trying to keep it at bay. You guys definitely help. Um, you know, every time a show drops, I'm so appreciative of that. So, um, as always, I love the show, and Brittany's the best part. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. The original. The original. Love the show. Brittany's. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. The best part. I remember exactly where I was when I first heard that. Really? Do you remember where we were? I have no fucking idea. We were in the, uh, this is kind of a nice memory because it's now closed due to coronavirus, South Coast Plaza. And we were in the Macy's men's shop trying to find you pants for some reason. <laughs> oh, uh, this would, I know the only time we've ever been in the Macy's men's shop looking for pants was I ripped my zipper pants that I use when we go on shoots and stuff. And we were going up to the, to the uh, in, uh, inauguration mm. protest. Mm-hmm. And I had I needed new fucking pants, and that's where we were. Yeah. So we, it was right when Trump had gotten elected and was getting ready to get uh, inaugurated. Right, and we were walking around Macy's, and I was bored because you were shopping, and so we got the voicemail from Carissa, and I played it and heard Britney's the best part, and thought, here we go with this new drop. Right? Yeah. Um, it was also exciting. Carissa came on to, we have those Patreon hangouts every month as a reward for Patreon supporters. Oh, that was a good time. And when everybody was like, holy shit, this is her. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was like really excited Celebrity to, status. to meet her virtually, uh, because she, she's the drop. So thank you for calling Carissa. We're happy that you are still working 
And those concerns that you voiced in that voicemail, voice memo, are ones that a lot of people share, right? Yeah, yeah. And that answer of how long is this going to last? Yeah. I mean, that one in particular, I think, is the question that people are really asking themselves, wondering, same thing with the grocery stores. I mean, Jesse, you keep talking about this, right? The food chain supply, right? Because- Yeah, it pisses me. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> well, he, here's, let me let me explain. I. You don't have to go into it. I keep getting, seeing these fucking messages that, like, from Politico or The Hill or whatever the fuck, and they're like, everybody needs to calm down because the supply chain is totally great. Yeah? Tell that to the fucking six grocery stores that don't have eggs right now. Well, it's not the supply chain. It's that people are hoarding and going crazy. Tell that to Amazon right now that every time you go, anyway... Yeah. So, yeah, it's so, fucking not great. So I'm getting pissed off again. So the thing is, these questions don't have answers because we're in unprecedented times, right? Scientists don't even have an answer for, that's right. yeah. for how long this could last. We're day-to-day things change. Day-to-day, we're trying to just kind of make it through. And like I posted the other day, when I am experiencing an increase in anxiety because of uncertainty... Um, and I'm trying to figure out how am I going to cope with this uncertainty, I find it helpful to think about the things that are in my control, that are in my power, that I have power over. Yeah. And those things include the way that you respond to things, right? The way that one person, you don't mean me. Right. The way that we choose. Because you have no control over how I respond to things. Right. I have control over how I choose to (laughs) respond to situations. Yeah, that's right. I have control over what I pay attention to and what I give weight to, right? Mm -hmm. And these things seem simple to some, right? May seem dumb to some people as well, but really it's, it's, it's true, right? And if we're not being mindful of the things that we're giving attention to, the things we're giving space to, it can be easy to let those anxieties continue to eat away at us. And so it's important to really think about what am I giving attention to? What am I giving space to? What do I have control over? And am I choosing to focus on the things I have control over in this moment or the things that are out of my control in this moment? And I'm not trying to get all hippy dippy here, and I guess I'm kind of in. Ther- I don't think it's coming across as hippy. <laughs> I guess I'm in therapist mode right now, but this is really what it takes, right, to be mindful and aware of our stress level and how it's affecting us. And for a lot of people, those anxiety levels are going up, right? Um, Even for me, someone who doesn't traditionally or normally suffer from stress or or anxiety. Right. And I've been anxious as fuck and very stressed out, yeah. which is, um, I don't want to say worse because I don't normally, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know how to deal with it when it hits because it's not something I ever fucking deal with. Right. Yeah. yeah. So hang in there, Carissa. Know that everyone is really in the same spot with you in terms of not knowing what to do here. Right. I mean, none of us know how to exist in a pandemic. You're not alone. Right. Yeah. None of us know how to exist in a pandemic because- we haven't experienced this before, right? It's unlike anything we've experienced. So we really are in it together. There's going to be different degrees of how negatively impacted people are, certainly. But we really are in this together in terms of figuring out how long it's going to last, what the next steps are, and what it looks like for us in surviving it. Yeah, absolutely. 
So thanks for calling, Carissa. We love you and appreciate you more than all other listeners. You are the best part. Yes. <laughs> all right. Next call. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Brittany. This is uh, Chris from Atlanta. Just listening to you guys, I really, first and foremost, really appreciate I've said multiple times how important and, and vital this community is. And, and I think we're seeing it now more than ever. And, and I really want to thank you, you guys and all of our community uh, as well. Um, thank you guys very much. Anyway, to the, to the point. So sitting here kind of reading the news, listening to various um, things, seeing the clips of the, 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 the what's it called, uh, press release, uh, press briefings or whatever you want to call them. Um, and, and I'm thinking to myself, like, is there not anything we can do as a society? Like, we have rules and laws, theoretically, checks and balances. We now, now there's a tangible human cost associated with the, the actions of, of government, actions of the GOP. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing greed kind of causing an action or, you know, greed kind of twisting things up, making people um, behave in ways that are just despicable. And now there's a tangible loss of life. Um, this isn't impeachment. This isn't, um, oh, you know, I said this or they said that, even though there was ample proof. Um, this seems like it's a little bit more grave, a little bit more stark. Is there nothing we can do to, like, get these people out and get the people in here that, that aren't valuing money and greed and self-promotion over the loss of human life? Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really concerned. I mean, you know, I mean, is are we beyond the point of, like, redemption here? Like, have we lost, like, our humanity? Um, yeah, I've just been thinking about that lately. Uh, I've seen, you know, yeah, I don't know. And, and then secondly, like, why are we not treating this like a global pandemic? You know, we, we are not, we are, this is a global thing. Why are we not pulling global leaders together and looking at it and, and dealing with that. Anyway, I hope uh, next week to hear some discussion on this. Hope you guys are all well, and please stay safe. And big shout-out and thank you to everybody in the listener group and the community. It's, uh, yeah, very important. Thank you guys very much, and uh, cool. Later. Cool indeed. <laughs> so listen, I, I don't want to shit on Chris's point because it's valid, and it's I'm glad that people are waking up to this, but uh, let's – let me say this. I love you, Chris. I'm not I'm not I'm not shitting on you. But <laughs> I don't do that. You did. You said but. I haven't said but yet. You did say but. Did I say but? Yep. But <laughs> there's always tangible loss of life due to bad policies and 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 decisions that are made by leaders. When you when you misappropriate or underappropriate money for starving children when healthcare policies are derived by Republicans that put real lives in danger, real lives hang in the balance. Now it's just right up in our fucking face because every single day when you watch the news, you see the death toll tick up one 
two, three, a hundred. Well, now we're we're almost to four hundred, I think. I'm obsessive, so I have the calendar here available at all times. The counter. The counter, yeah. Well, it, oh yeah, it's a giant map. Uh, as of this time, me speaking, the U.S. has twenty-five thousand, over twenty-five thousand cases, and the the map went down. It won't tell me, but three hundred seven deaths right now. Mm-hmm. So we really, really notice it. Now, to answer the question in a less dickish way, it's not going to come across less dickish, though. Elections have consequences. This is what happens when you put a fucking idiot, a goddamn man-child, a reality game show TV host as president. Now, we, we, if you're listening to the show, likely didn't vote for Donald Trump. But if you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton or you voted for Gary Johnson or Jill Stein, you have a role to play in Donald Trump's election. Elections have consequences. So when it comes up and Joe Biden's up there and you decide, fuck that guy, I'm not going to vote for the lesser of two evils, you will have responsibility in Donald Trump's next set of four years of policies that absolutely cause people to die. Well, and we hear you on how frustrating that is too, right? The point that you just made. It being someone who steps into the booth, they're not really booths anymore, but just bear with me. Um, <laughs> when you pull the lever, right. I've never pulled a lever right. in since the the election of George H.W. Bush, which I voted. <laughs> yeah. What did I call the whack-a-mole the other day? Do you remember? I don't know. Fucking something not whack-a-mole. I had to say, like, gopher killer or something. Yeah, I was like... Where you you kill the gopher. With a mallet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like when I couldn't remember what pool was called, and I said, it's the thing with sticks and a green table. Or the time that you thought you invented the word fringe as a child. Anyway, we could go on and on about my dumbness, but let's get back to this. So... (laughs) But it's a frustrating position for people to be in when they do not like the two-party system. They do not like being told that they need to take part in upholding the two-party system. Because nobody likes... I mean, only people who are entrenched in it and actually in power love it. Right. And so it's perfectly understandable that people are frustrated with having to be in that position. But like you just said, when you start looking to vulnerable communities and people who are at risk of losing social safety nets, losing their lives because of legislation. I mean, people try to act like politics is just some like interest that people yeah, have. Like it's a fucking sport or a hobby. Right. That it's a hobby. And no, these are matters of life and death for people. You're and, goddamn right. and you have an opportunity to be influential on the people that you put into positions of power, right? And like Chris was talking about, we need more Katie Porters. Yeah. Right? We need more AOCs. Yes. Right? We need more Elijah Cummings. We need more of people who walk the walk, right? Who are actually in there and advocating for people who are in poverty, right? people who are in communities of color, people with disabilities, right? The LGBTQ community. We need people who are in there that actually give a shit about vulnerable and oppressed communities. We need more people who, when they actually find themselves in a position of power, advocate for those who are not in a position of power. That is exactly what we need. Right. And if we fail 
to step up to the plate and offer our support in the form of a vote for the person from the party that is most likely to do that, then yeah, we're reelecting Donald Trump. Listen, and I know we took this in a different direction. And by we, I mean me. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. But <laughs> if, if you think that uh, voting for Joe Biden is a choice between the lesser of two evils, you need to fucking reevaluate how you go through life thinking about things. Because really, it's it's a choice between meh, Joe Biden, meh, and the worst fucking thing that's ever happened to the United States of America. It's not Joe Biden is just another Donald Trump. Get the fuck out of here with that. That's not what it is. I just yelled a lot and the waveform is giant, so I'm going to take a deep breath and take a drink of this delicious wine. <laughs> I also, yes. So we we just want to make sure that we are using this as a learning moment, right? Even if we are people who are advocates and we do step up and vote, right? There's always more we can do in the form of encouraging people that Absolutely. are around us to also be making those same choices and to not grow complacent in order to continue to make the positive changes that are necessary to really get us out of the situation. And yeah. I don't know if people are watching the press conferences every day, but dear he, Lord. I was going to say, because he, he just mentioned a presser. Um, next episode, we're going to go over the presser. We're going to go over um, the, the the stock purchasing stuff. Mm -hmm. This episode is going to be dedicated to calls. Yeah. Uh, God damn. It is a fucking, I mean, it's a freak show. Yeah, and I also, I know we're going to talk about it next time, but just quickly, Dr. Fauci is really bumming me out in terms of his weird defenses of Donald Trump. And I know that that is, quote unquote, required of the people that Donald Trump has in his circles, but really, you don't you don't need to. Yeah. Right? And he's kind of stepping up to the plate and doing that. And yeah. it's very odd to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. someone of his stature do that i don't like so here's what we'll do so you don't have to wait another like it's not going to go another week tomorrow we'll re record a show yes sunday we'll re record a show for monday yep so you'll have an early week sh part of the week with the show yep addressing some of the stuff that we're not going to get to today because we did we have two more voicemails. Well, and we heard a lot of feedback from people yeah. about how important it is to kind of process this and how they really liked how we kind of did a free form processing, talking about what's going on with us. And we wanted to give the opportunity for the listeners to talk that out, too. Yeah. And to hear perspectives from people all over. Well, yesterday, Brittany and I talked and what we had decided to do, what we were going to do is just like a, a fun episode where we talk about things like... Like, we keep advocating for people to go out and watch certain YouTube clips and, like, yeah. yelling about it. Yeah. And we're like, you know, fuck you. We're going to force you to listen to it. Yeah. We're going to play it. And we're going to have, like, a, our favorite YouTube clips thing. Like, our favorite blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then we started getting the feedback and all the messages that we're not going to read on the show today. Right. And we realized, nah, nah, nah. It, this is important. Yes. This is what people want. For sure. And we let the audience decide what the show is. Yeah. Within reason. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you, Chris, for the call. We appreciate it very much. Again, I'm going to drop the phone number because we'd love to still hear from you about all of this. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email those voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. 
This is Crystal from New Hampshire. I'm a current student teacher of music at my last semester of college. Uh, my university is closed for the rest of the year, but public schools are only closed officially through April 5th. Uh, no one is really expecting that date to stick, but we're not supposed to be planning for the likely eventuality that this is going to continue on for a long time. Uh, I've been struggling because I'm not really staff, so I haven't been involved with a lot of the discussions and um, official requirements. So I'm stuck trying to figure out what I should be doing for my students in music class, the most social thing that exists in most schools, and they can't really play together anymore, and they won't all be stuck in their own little rooms doing recordings. Uh, and I'm working with middle school kids, so the social piece of school is one of the most important parts. Um, some states are getting rid of the grading requirements entirely and turning to like supportive care only for their students, and uh, Trump just announced that standardized testing will be held against any school or state. What's interesting about those is that that's something that a lot of teachers have been pushing for for a long time. Our grading system doesn't necessarily help kids improve, and our te standardized testing absolutely does not help schools or kids. So I'm kind of hopeful that those changes will stick. <sighs> this is also affecting how people understand how public schools behave in a community. We've got a lot of people now realizing just how many kids aren't eating because they don't have food. And so those, those public schools are stepping up and providing food. The one in my town, in fact, has, is delivering food um, throughout the day because they know that kids don't have enough. Um, again, I'm, I'm hoping the community begins to understand that schools are not just where you send your kids so that you don't have to pay for babysitting. Uh, on the plus side, my dogs are really happy. I'm sure Popeye is enjoying all the extra attention, and I wish you all the best. Can I, uh, real quickly... Show a little love for music teachers. I mean, all, all teachers are fantastic and important. But I, I like educators and music teachers, for instance, because I think they get kind of left out sometimes. Hmm. I, some of my most, I almost got emotional just now. You didn't <clears throat> almost get emotional. You are <laughs> yeah, getting emotional. For sure. Some of my best moments, uh, memories from school, elementary on, are like choir and and music and it, it, it just it's it is so fucking important and fundamentally um valuable especially in those formative years that kids don't just get reading writing arithmetic also music and culture and art because there is a level of education that gets transferred to human children um that you it, it's it's Unquantifiable. It probably is quantifiable, but I don't know. It, anyway, fucking thank you, Crystal. Goddamn, you're awesome. Yeah, I love that it has uh, has that effect. Had that effect on you, right? That it still is touching to you today. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, unfortunately, there was not <laughs> a music thing that was cultivated for me. Like I wasn't encouraged to do an instrument. I wasn't encouraged to do any of that. My music memory in school is, I think, in elementary school doing hot cross buns on a recorder. <laughs> well, so, I don't play an instrument, but I sang. Yeah, I didn't you know. do that either. I mean, if there had been like an earth, wind and fire class, I'm sure I would have <laughs> taken that. But unfortunately, there was not. Professor Mor Maurice White was busy. Yes, very busy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Crystal, thank you so much for your call. And 
Know what you're doing is important. Very absolutely, important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to all the educators, I think the educators generally, right, teachers, everyone who works with children is being <laughs> affirmed right yeah, now, yeah. right, with a lot of the posts that they're seeing because parents are having frustrations and difficulties and they there's been a lot of praise that I have seen for it, people who work with kids. The other element is kind of along the lines of what we've been talking about, about laying bare the vulnerabilities of our society and our certain systems. Right. And this is another one. It's it's grading requirements. It's not necessary. It doesn't seem necessary to do it this certain way right. because if it was necessary, Oh. You wouldn't suspend it during a goddamn pandemic and be oh no, that's something that can't go away. It's too important. Mm-hmm. Um, even during a pandemic, we have to make sure we give A's, B's, C's, and D's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, it's also look at who is holding our system up right now. I mean, no one's wondering what Jeff Bezos is doing. Yeah. No, you know who they're worried about? The guy who's restocking the fucking shelves at the grocery store. Right. The teachers. The healthcare workers. Those are the people we should be fucking paying well. Right. Servers in restaurants or the people who are now delivering or or dealing with your food when you go to the restaurant for carryout. Right. Those people truck are the drivers. Pe- Delivery truck, drivers. Absolutely. Those people need to be taken care of. And I hope if you're doing carryout, I think we talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. Don't just tip 15%. Get, give those people, if you're in a position to do so, right, right. tip them better than you normally do exceptionally better than you normally do if you can. Yeah, and for people who are worried about how am I going to get by, oh my God, what is this going to look like, and it's it's a valid concern, know that help is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Right? It is. Help is coming, and the government is not going to leave people and, and this isn't even about me having faith in the government. It's just that they can't, right? They cannot well, leave people hanging. It's, it's faith in... That this society will fucking turn on them like jackals right. if they don't do the right thing. Right, right. So I, I believe... Justifiably so. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I believe that you will be seeing some sort of relief. Yeah, you will. Right. Yeah, I, I believe that too. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Crystal. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, fantastic. Uh, all of the uncertainties aside, know that you are appreciated not just by the two knuckleheads here in this room, but by millions of people all across all across the the, the country who who appreciate the the work that you do. I want to take a brief segue really quick because someone wrote to us and I don't want to read their email and I don't want to say their name because I I don't know if it was meant for just us or if it was meant for the show, but someone wrote to us and let us know that because of being laid off due to coronavirus situation that they had to delete their pledge Mm -hmm. and they wrote in the message that they were actually crying while they did it and that it was the last thing that they took off of their like bills right it was like the last thing that the last not necessary thing that they got rid of and it really I mean, I was reading it and it just, I can't really describe how it made me feel. You know, I, 
it's so nice of someone to reach out to us and let us know that they weren't deleting it because they hate us (laughs) or because we said something and they got pissed off. Which happens a lot. Right. And it made me so sad that there was so much emotion behind having to do it because it was so important to them that they do support us. Well, it's sad also that they're in a spot that is having to make those tough choices. Yeah. Yeah. And we just, we want to send support to this person and let you know that we thank you for the message, but please take care of yourself and your family. All of you. Everybody. Yeah. If take you need care to of delete your pledge. Your if you need to delete your pledge, fucking delete your pledge. And I, I, that's not even like a we've talked about it and we need to to really make sure that we're gonna we don't give a fuck. You need to take care of yourself and your family. That is what's most important right now. Brittany and I are gonna get through this financially. We're we're gonna be okay. Right, we're gonna be okay. And yeah. if you're worried about that, don't worry about that, right? I mean, the just watch my videos a couple more times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to get into all that, but I we've never been this show is about improving things, right? Absolutely. And we don't want yeah, people yeah, yeah. to be supporting us if they're not in a position to do so or if it's gonna cause any kind of harm at all. Uh, that's not what we're about. So there are many ways to support us without doing it financially, right? By word of mouth, by sharing the episodes, by liking the Facebook page, by following us on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, there's a lot of ways to support us and show us your support aside from becoming a Patreon supporter. Uh, By the way, we have new Patreon supporters. We do. That we... Here we are, uh, many, many minutes into the program, Brittany Page, and we have not done our mid-roll, which will it's not really a mid-roll. Now it's more of a three-quarter roll. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. R-W-M-A? R-W. I don't know if I was saying that right. Let us know otherwise. Well, I'd have to, let me look at my phone. Also, Elena. Elena. And I'm hoping that I'm saying that right as well. If we ever say any names wrong, just Email us a voice memo and tell us how to say it right. Yeah, I think EMA or MA. We always use Raina in Indiana That's as right. an example for this because we called her Renia for Renia. a really long time. For a long fucking time. And then we... she was finally like, listen, Dix, it's Rent. It's Raina. <laughs> I almost did it again. <laughs> <laughs> and you, we know her. I know. I don't know what just happened. Very funny. Uh, and she was very patient. Yes. Until very finally, patient. like, look, dicks. Yes. You motherfuckers. Had enough. It is not Renia. Yes. Raina. Yes, which makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I went to school with a Raina who didn't spell it like Raina. Mm. Well, there you go. You know, it's a weird thing, Brittany Page. Yeah. I don't know if you know, and let, let, you'll have to, everybody have to let me know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know out there, too. <laughs> Sometimes people spell their names differently. The oh. same names, mm. apparently, and I didn't get comfortable with this until like seventh grade, Sean doesn't have to have an H in it. 
you know what? Great story on this. So when I was in fifth grade, I was selected in my class as like a top reader to help little kids oh, learn how yeah. to read. This is fucking awesome. And so I went to like, I think it was either a kindergarten or a first grade class. And I got assigned. You're like mentoring a kid because right. you're right. a great reader. So good. And I got uh, Sean, but the name was spelled S-E-A-N. And so I called the person, I think I said, like, scene. Yeah, scene. Yeah. And I, it was horrifying. The kid that you're supposed to be teaching how to read. I couldn't even read his name. <laughs> <laughs> how incredible Talk is that? about not starting off on the right foot. It was really not. But so it's, great. you know what it does? Makes for a great story. You know what else makes for a great story, Brittany Page? People who rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Oh, the best story. Oh, yeah. Mm. Really please, everybody. It's not even like, hey, this would be great if you did this. This is one of those, go out there and fucking rate and review the show, please. Please. We beg of you. I am literally on my knees right now begging you he's not not at all he's lying please fucking rate and review the show on itunes on, on apple Podcasts. Liar. you don't have to say that i'm a filthy liar i mean that would probably not be great when people who read reviews to see what kind of show it is but you know if, you, you know, if the spirit moves you if the spirit moves you you gotta do what you gotta do she's not a christian <laughs> all right one more call and then we're gonna pull this train into the station out of the station. Station adjacent. Hey, Jesse and Brittany. It's Nathan in Denver. Uh, I just wanted to sound off, try and keep it under three minutes here. Um, I just got back from vacation with my wife. We went to Puerto Rico to visit family. And in the 12 days that we were there, things went from it being, you know, serious, but livable to us coming home and having no groceries or wow. uh, food items of any sort since we had cleared out our pantry before vacation and having to fight uh, all across the Denver metro area to find food to eat. And uh, on top of that, uh, my wife is uh, quarantined by her job. She's still getting paid for the time being, but they're going to revisit uh the quarantine issue at the end of March. Meanwhile, my job uh, is not taking this seriously at all. And even though we have the capability to work from home, they are encouraging us to come to the office anyway to make sure that if anyone comes in and needs something, uh, there's a staff available to help that person out. Well, does he work for and Sean Hannity? I mentioned that I had just come back from traveling. Uh, they recommended that unless my primary physician stated that I needed to go to a doctor to get tested, uh, that I should just report to work as normal. So feeling pretty frustrated right now that I every day have to go out and uh, go to my office when I can perfectly, I'm perfectly capable of working from home. Uh, and then I guess the other thing that I just wanted to mention real quickly too is my frustration um, with kind of what was mentioned with, you know, the NBA stars getting treated uh, preferentially. Uh, I, I'm also a little bit frustrated with, uh, you know, uh, the the way that celebrities are kind of handling this, where they're posting their videos of what they're doing and how they're passing the time or they're reading or they're singing to, to their audiences. And that's fine. That's all good and healthy. And 
you know, keeps us from losing our minds. But I haven't really seen a lot of information uh, regarding anyone with a bunch of money, uh, celebrities with a lot of money, doing anything to help those of us that don't maybe have that luxury to pass through this without yeah, man. some sort of economic harm. So uh, feeling a lot of frustration towards a lot of things right now. Uh, we'll see what happens. Here in Denver, we're still um, not on lockdown, but uh, who knows? That might change, especially with the snow we just received. Anyway, love show. Thanks very much. Bye. Thank you for the call, Nathan. And wow, what a frustrating position to be in yeah, to get back sure. and to have all of the stores cleared out. You know, Jesse and I have been talking about that. We share that frustration because, I mean, it has taken us several trips to many different stores in order to just get the basics. Eggs, just fucking eggs yesterday was a five or six store deal yeah eggs have been gone everywhere and then we finally went to one store and they had probably i would say like 10 dozen eggs available yeah Yeah. and the person in front of us took the maximum allowed because they now put maximum allowed we took one we took one right and we took one one dozen one pack of eggs and by the time we left the store and we weren't in there for very long because we are we're trying to be in and out not being in places because of my fucking freak out my anxiety right and the eggs were already gone okay when it comes to bread bread has been very difficult to find um canned goods almost gone paper towels are completely non-existent there's no toilet paper anywhere so it is a frustrating position for people who were traveling yeah yeah well you know i heard a story uh of of a group that was out on like a river raft trip through the grand canyon for like 21 days or something oh wow and they left there was nothing but going on they come back and the whole fucking world is in 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 disarray wow that's gotta be that's like a movie yeah. Movies get made out of that kind of shit. Yeah, how disorienting. It, it, and this is similar to what Nathan's talking about going to going to 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 Puerto Rico and then coming back and then it's just bedlam. Yeah, uh, mild. Uh, I'm being a little exaggerative, mm-hmm. but same kind of thing. So hang in there, Nathan. You and your wife. Um, look, I don't want to be Pollyanna, pie in the sky guy, but things are going to get better. We're gonna well, we'll we're either going to find our footing. Because this thing's going to last 12 months or 18 months. But we'll find our footing in that time. That There will be a new normal that will be um, manageable, yes. I believe. I believe that. Well, and also, shout out to Nathan. I'm also going to work every day. Yeah. I am considered essential under the California uh, requirements. Brittany Page. Mm-hmm. You're essential for many more people. You're essential for me. I think the audience would consider you uh, essential. Let me send you a personalized message right now. Love the show, Brittany. <laughs> Come on. Well, California also deems me essential. And so I So am... why hasn't Gavin fucking Newsom called in to say you're the goddamn best part? Well, we'll try to figure that out. But it's I... not like he doesn't have more important shit going on right now. Uh-huh. I... <laughs> I am also reporting to work. So to all of the other fellow essential workers out there. Are you giving them a virtual fist bump right now? Well, no. Elbow bump. An elbow. Maybe just like kind of a, a wave or a bow. Just a, you're just kind of no- head nod. Yeah, yeah. Tipping your head back. Yeah, I think that's more like Like when it. you try to emasculate men. <laughs> what are you talking about? You want to tell the story that that's what you do? You kind of give... When bros are being like... A, like They're being inappropriate rather than I, like demure. You're like... 
Hey, yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's to emasculate men. I think it's more well, to... Well, I hope that's how they feel. For me, it's wishful thinking. I. It's more to... Level the playing field? Fuck with their head? You're landing on emasculate, aren't you? No. <laughs> no, it's more to... I don't know. Create some sort of correction hmm. on their part yeah. of like what you think hap- is happening here is not happening. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 Maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're correcting the record. But I don't know how to explain that. I was searching for a word that would articulate that and I, I can't find one. Yeah. yeah. We, we were all just there for that. But we also just... <laughs> We also just told we the story of how I've scene. struggled to read. Yeah. So we understand. <laughs> so anyway, we love you guys. We're going to end it there. Next time, we'll do a show tomorrow for Monday. Uh, and it's going to be about Richard Burr and the goddamn Fadian Feinstein. We also have a really great Taking Care of Biz, Great though. Taking Care of Biz. We're going to talk about Trump's pressers. So hang on for that, Chris, in Atlanta. Everything is coming up roses for this audience because we are the member of a beautiful community. Listen. If you'd like to take part in the community, go to Facebook and join the Dollamore Listener Group and uh, connect with your fellow listeners who are in there. And uh, there really is like a, a real virtual community of people who have really connected on Facebook and know one another and are involved in each other's lives in that way. And uh, why not take part of that too? Now is a great time for that. So anyway... We're going to leave you there. We'd love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Of course, as always, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We will see you sooner than later next time. Episode 662. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt.